0: Hello, hello, and welcome to our podcast, Soul Stars.
1: What's shifting, everyone? I'm Chelsea.
0: And richest blessings, everyone. I'm Riri, and we're so grateful for your presence and for your love here today.
1: As always, if you like today's episode, and you want to go ahead and help us out, you can write us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps other starseeds like yourself find us and tune into their Remembrance.
0: Oh my gosh, look at you winging that. Well, before we get started, let's set the space, y'all. So if you can all close your eyes and take a deep breath in for four and out for five allow your aura to be surrounded by light you are here in a safe and sacred place where you will be accepted with love and belonging honey
1: and so it is
0: ha- let me hear a little
1: shaky shaky a change chain? Shakey shakey. oh oh let me get a shaky shaky Shakey, shake <laughs> so my mic has like a front and a back and i literally just tapped it on the back i was like oh and again <laughs> What do we
0: we have in the happiness box? What do we
1: have in the happiness box? What do we have, Carter? Look at your face, Carter. You're so cute. My baby. Okay. I can't even open it. Nothing's going. Correct. Carter thinks this has treats in it, but it doesn't. (laughs) My dog is with us here today, guys. Okay. Quote for today is, it is our choices that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. Mm.
0: Can I get an Amen. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Happiness Box, for always giving us your advice. Um, and your
1: deep insight, your yes. wise, wise wisdom. I
0: mean, it never really makes me feel happy, but it's all good. Like it's,
1: I don't know if that's necessarily the goal or if it's just <laughs> like how to cultivate happiness. I don't know. Hmm,
0: I like it. Well, listen, positive vibes to everyone. We all make choices in life. And since we make choices in life, we might as well start Our episode with talking about different spiritual relationships, y'all. We started off with heartbreak and now we're talking about conscious dating and all of that wonderful stuff. But before we do that, let's dig deep and dive in to what twin flames are, catalysts, soulmates. So we're going to break down each meaning and discover the truth of what union looks like. So where should we start?
1: Hmm. Hmm. Well... Maybe not because it doesn't technically start that way yeah, for most people. We should start from from birth onward. <laughs> from birth
0: onwards. So, so first, first there was a sperm, what?
1: and then there was an egg, what and out of all thousands love each other?
0: of sperms, it touched one egg. You, and that, my darling, was your
1: twin flame. Oh my god! You know what? If you're ever having a bad day and you're like, "Am I enough?" You were the sperm that won. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> You may Facts. not win some things in life. You won that race.
0: Facts. Well, I kind of feel like this episode is going to be fun because we have experienced most, most kinds of relationships, every kind of relationship. <laughs> the way and you just looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at her and like, every Me? Guy. <laughs> you and me both. And luckily, like you haven't, you haven't been around as long as me. So I have experienced most. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm, I'm missing a couple
0: yeah you're missing it what are you missing marriage (laughs) (laughs) well i've had that done twice so i can talk all about that um but i guess like the first thing we could talk about is the catalyst before the twin flame because i mean soulmates are soulmates right like we soulmates could be in any kind of relationship it could be in friendship it could be in um
1: Family, or your dog. it could be... Yeah,
0: it could really be anything. Animals. And we could talk deep into that. But, I mean, usually what happens is... So, I, so yeah. in
1: your opinion, what, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? No, I'm kidding. Catalyst <laughs> or karmic?
0: <laughs> okay, so I... Ooh, I thought the catalyst and the karmic were the same.
1: Ah, that's fine. I mean, to each their own. What do you think? I feel like catalyst and karmics are different. I feel like karmics are like you're specifically clearing karma mm. and then catalyst may just be like a lesson. And I feel like karma can also be a lesson, but sometimes they're separate. Oh, So like f- in my experience, catalysts were just kind of very quick in and out. Mm. Um, Whereas like karmics kind of stayed a little bit longer because clearing karma almost took a bit longer. Interesting. That's my experience anyway. I love
0: it. Okay. Well, what I have here is karmic couples are drawn to each other, but the bond they share is ultimately unhealthy. So these ra- relationships rarely last, but they can be opportunities for growth. So you just said that. But I so I think that a karmic twin or or a, I guess a karmic twin is to me a catalyst and I'll tell you why. Yeah. So before I met my twin, I had met someone who I thought was my twin. Right. But the relationship never worked. Like, something was just in the way, and there was constant karma that was coming up that I had to heal by
1: facing him in the mirror, in a sense. So, if you don't mind me asking, how did you know it was karma? Like, what did it show up as? Like, what does karma look look like for someone who may not know?
0: I don't know about the look. I think it's about the feeling. Like, if it doesn't feel easy if it doesn't flow right if there's a lot of toxic behavior like it is a soulmate that you have met in many lifetimes you feel very connected to them drawn to them but there's so much toxic behavior between the both is because there's so much karma that needs to be cleared out mm-hmm. the all it is is constant trigger like right. it's there's nothing peaceful about it is just constant trigger and what happens is because you become so close to them and because you feel so comfortable with them you accept that that karma or that catalyst because you feel so connected Mm -hmm. but the truth is that is the lesson before you get to your twin flame journey for me personally like this is my experience Mm -hmm. and so I guess what I'm trying to say is that when you meet someone, regardless, it doesn't matter of the title. So I'll be very honest. I don't care for these titles. The reason being is because union is within yourself, period. And a relationship is all about growth. There should be no attachment. We've talked about this. We've talked about attachment, non-attachment. We talked about victimization. We've talked about heartbreak. We talked about all those other things. But the truth is, in a person, you shouldn't find validation from them And I think that the catalyst, because there's so much toxicity and karma, it almost pushes you like pain pushes vision. So it pushes you to almost release that because you don't want to deal with the same karmic relationships. It's like lesson after lesson after lesson,
1: you'll get the same person with a different face. Yeah. It's just like, how would you differentiate lesson and karma? Like what's Car- you know what i mean yeah i guess so so that, like i guess what karma is something
0: that for me is something that is done through your bloodline in a sense right. and you have to cut that karma in order for you to go to the next level and you like to talk about video games and going to the next level mm-hmm. and that specific person comes in to see have you passed your tests? have you worked on your lessons
1: right and, and sometimes you can also like you said bloodline work like you can be reincarnated and there's karma that's brought with you to clear like you may be the chosen one of your bloodline to clear a certain karma um so that could also be potentially it like it it can sometimes be disguised as lessons is why i want to clear that up because sometimes to me what i've experienced is like the difference is that a lesson is something that i have to kind of um clear from this current lifetime mm-hmm. whereas karma is like showing up from like past lifetime so it may not yeah. be something that I initially can recognize or identify. Like I'll never forget when I was in a um I guess we'll call it a relationship um a few years back like after the fact I remember going to therapy and my therapist had asked me, um, have I ever heard of the term narcissist? And I said mm. no. And it was just like a, like, I was like, I'd never heard of that term. So like that could it could have been karmic because my, yeah. although it did happen in this current lifetime, although like, I don't know if my father really had those traits, but like mm-hmm. my, my therapist did kind of link a lot of things to like my childhood and whatnot. Although like, I do think a lot of that was like clearing karma from my past as well as lessons. So sometimes they can come um, as doubles. Yeah. But for the most part, like I can identify certain souls who have um, intercepted but also come for the ride, um, who have gone, who I'm like, okay, that was definitely a karmic, where it's like, that was just clearing karma, and then catalyst, where I feel like, oh, without me meeting you, I would not have learned this crucial, pivotal lesson, so once I learn that lesson, I don't repeat it again, and then once that lesson's cleared, now I'm moving space for my counterpart to walk in front of me, and maybe be able to, like, see them,
0: I see. I hear you. See, I feel like my karmic was the catalyst. Right. So so but like, again, it could know, come as doubles. It could, yeah, it could come as doubles. Like, I feel like, so, like usually a karmic is also going to, so you're going to feel that intensity, but there's turbulence with highs and lows. You feel like an instant connection, but then there's codependency, miscommunication, passionate arguments, like abusive behavior. And this is the kind of stuff that comes up as a narcissist, to be honest with you. And I'm very grateful because my karmic was able to tell me they were there. They were my karmic. I was really, really, because what happened was in a relationship. And I feel like and I feel like you could probably relate to this. And maybe any of you who are listening, if you are a person who is an empath and holds the light, and what I mean by light is that you are a loving, kind person, no matter what you've gone through in your life, you still hold space for others. Like you are not a narcissist, you are a loving being who just w- wants hope into in ho- a hope Or you hope that love (laughs) will find you. Sorry. So what I was finding out was my first two husbands, the first one was very abusive to me. But the reason why I was okay with that was because that's what I was used to as a child. I don't find any kind of soul relationship with that person. It was just a bad relationship and bad choices. Then I was married for 12 years, had my beautiful daughter. There was no soul connection there at all with that person. At all. Like, so these were steps I was like, wow, like this is like a soulless relationship. But what I had realized after is that when I met my catalyst or my karmic, I told him, I realized that the reason why I fall in love so deeply with someone right away is because what's happening is I am mirroring the light within them, and they are gravitating to the light. And then when their true colors come out they can't sustain that light anymore and then their dark karmic it's not cycles cycle exactly and so he said to me and he looked at me and he said i've been using your light wow and when he said that to me i was
1: like what
0: and he's like i've been using your light and i am not prepared for you because i am very much in my darkness and so when he said that to me, it was almost like a confirmation of that is so true. And I think we all tend to really quickly fall in love so fast because we see the reflection of ourselves and someone else and we don't really get to know who they are. Mm-hmm. And that's karmic too, because regardless, is we're always facing the mirror in every relationship.
1: I think it's also important to note that like, obviously your situation was so like, um, what's the word like forthright like he he, he said it and the verbiage he used was like you know very clear-cut but I think sometimes too like you may have like I know that I'm thinking back to a situation where I was told that but just in a different way like Mm -hmm. a non-spiritual way where I think as souls and even just if we want to come out of like spiritual terms like I'm sure people have told us in the past what they were doing and we just maybe didn't catch on maybe because we were like dismissing red flags but like an example is I had a uh, catalysts tell me he, constantly over and over again i just don't want to hurt you yeah <laughs> i don't or like it, it would come in different forms like you know i, I would i just i'm i don't want to hurt you i'm scared to hurt you i'm not trying to hurt you things like that and what i re- recognized over time is that that is exactly something that someone would say to me who was about to hurt me
0: that's it everybody tells us who they are right away yeah it just depends on our worth yeah. And our codependency. And how badly we want something And I think that a lot of people want relationships So badly it's like a desperation That even if someone is telling you In your face I'm about to break Your heart I don't give a shit about you They're not saying those words though They're saying I'm scared I'm going to hurt you I'm not ready for a relationship I've cheated in the past I used to be abusive Like,
1: Or you know I'm not looking to settle down right now Or you know um, I do want to be with you Just not at this moment Like Things where I'm like it can, it, it can, it's, it's luckily someone told you straight to your face, I'm stealing your light. But there are other ways where it can also be said, and I just want that to be said. Oh, because, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I was
0: really lucky, like, but keep in mind, this was the catalyst. So yeah. these were many, many chances of relationships I've had yeah. where no one's ever told me. I recognized at that point in my journey that I was reflecting a light on someone that couldn't sustain it because in my mind at that point i was like why do my relationships always turn out
1: like this that's the thing too it's like sometimes it's not even like the word light i remember being with somebody same guy actually and after the fact i was like thinking to myself where like where did the magic go like I, i when i was with them i felt all this magic and then the second that like i took my rose colored glasses off I'm like it's dead but it's like because I was the magic but that what but what that really means is that I was over romanticizing the situation I found one thing that I liked I held on to that one thing and in my mind I created stories about all the other things that could be and I held on to that so badly and then you know things would be be said to me like I just don't want to hurt you things like that and I'm like I have a feeling that you're about to, though, because why else would you say that? Like, you're foreshadowing.
0: Yeah, but I love what you just said.
1: Luckily, I haven't, uh, like, my track record is that I have enough self-respect to not stay for too, too long, but if you were to, come like, I don't know, take... Every you know catalyst or karmic and put them into one long relationship. It would have been my entire life of being single almost. Yeah. So it it doesn't matter if it's a bunch of different relationships that I would like be able to cue it and get out of it. But at the same time, it's like what happened happened, and I still was clearing after each one. They were just yeah. they they were coming in different forms and in, exactly. in different lessons. Exactly, and th- and that's it. It's like they always come
0: with in a different face with a different face but the same type of person until we learn our lesson and Mm -hmm. i feel like that was really the catalyst for me before i met my twin and it was the reason being was because i needed so badly to be um noticed and i guess like verified in a way Mm. that i had no self-worth that i needed someone to tell me that they loved me or i was good enough which was and th- these are all like he- healings that we need to do. And I could see now being single now after a twin flame journey is so different when I was single before because I still was holding on to this desperation of some sort of like needing something to fulfill me. Mm-hmm. And so this catalyst like I still have feelings for this catalyst. I still think about this catalyst. I still have a like friendship with this catalyst because it's a it's a soulmate. Yeah. It's someone that I'll continue to always have love for. But in this presence right now where we are in this lifetime, this was not our lifetime. It was a long time ago and we had to cut it to clear karma from his side and my side. Yeah. But the true karmic healing is the twin flame.
1: Yeah. So do you think your first marriages were what, if you were gonna give it a term? Catalyst, karmic? None. None.
0: It was just a lesson. It was just it was it was a choice made because you know, I was telling this to my best friend because she's like, you know, why did you used to make these decisions? And I said, because when I was younger, I didn't get love and validation. And so because I thought I wasn't worthy or beautiful enough or good enough, anybody who even looked at me, I was like, oh, this is it. Yeah. This is my forever. It was Not, easy. To it was kind easy. Of I didn't have to put put even if there was all these like big red flags on my face. I was like, it's okay because we hold on to this one little fucking thing that they do. One little goddamn thing and then we like romanticize it like you just said, that they're like this best person. Even though they keep
1: hurting and keep hurting, you hold on to that one little thing. But I think at the same time and this isn't to like encourage this behavior, but to some degree I do think in the people like us that are over romanticizers and my therapist actually told me so I can confirm (laughs) that it actually requires some strength though within yeah think about this yeah yes it comes from somewhere in us of like a a a lack of Mm self-love but it also comes from a strength and a desire and a burning desire to want to feel love so there's like like a 50 50 and that helped a lot when my therapist told me that because i i recognize if i only 1000 percent put all my eggs in one basket basket and said i only did this because i am insecure because i Don't have enough self love, then I'm just like weighing on the negative. But to some extent, there's this like flame that's like burning and wanting to burn brighter that also is just like my heart wanting to feel love and wanting to feel my counterpart, right? Mm. So I think like knowing that, that helped me get through it all because I'm like, okay, like I just need to, you know, fill the gap of these little areas. But that flame's still going to burn. But then eventually, once I fill the gap with these little areas, then, you know, that flame is really going to burn brighter. And then so will my counterparts. And then we can find each other.
0: Exactly. And the one thing that my issue was, which, you know, I didn't feel like it was an issue, but a lot of people around me kept telling me it was – was I always saw the good in everybody. Yeah. And because I saw the good in everybody, I didn't look at what was wrong because I saw the good and I believed in them and I wanted them so much to succeed that I put myself aside for their own healing. And most of the time, these men became better and then found someone else.
1: i hate when that happens i'm like you're welcome that happened to me all the time i remember being in a car with this one guy after like so many catalysts and he was putting his baggage on me and i remember looking at him dead in the face i was so tired at this point in my life i looked at him i'm like i am not going to fix you yeah and he was like what i'm like you can zip that suitcase right back up (laughs) verbatim i was like i am going to let you know right now that i have been through so many men Mm -hmm. of like me just like loving on them yep. healing them like tossing all of this like yep. lessons that you know maybe i should have poured it into myself and i'm mm-hmm. noticing that now and like i want someone who's whole yes so if y- i'm okay with you having you know the things Crafts. you want to work on but like you you're gonna need to do that on your own
0: amen sister and the
1: way that man <laughs> looked at me I was like, yeah, this is gonna
0: last a day longer. Like well, but that's but that's when you step into your truth and into your goddess energy. Because the thing is it's like, yeah, we are spiritual beings, we're consciousness, we want to spread love. But the thing is we need to be have discernment of where we put that energy. And we don't need to heal our partner. We don't need to be their mother. We don't need to help them heal. Like we're here to support, but then there's like a di- Yeah, but then there's a little difference between being someone's like healer or partner and I was everybody's healer right and that's how I felt because I felt like the more I gave to them I felt maybe they would be better and then they would give back to me yeah. it doesn't work that way you know and so there was a lot of heartbreak in, in most of these situations there's a lot of pain there was a lot of like um, rejection and a feeling of abandonment or not worthy enough and so you know I did a lot of meditation after the karmic and then I did a lot of work on myself and then I met my twin and so when you meet your twin it's like a feeling you've never experienced well at least for me it was something i never experienced it was like like listen i wrote in my in my manifestation the last sentence was when i find you you're going to tell me i've been searching for you and i told you like when i met him But he looked at me and he was like, like just looking at me and rubbing my thigh. And he's like, I have to tell you something. I've been searching for you, you know, and now I know why I'm in the city. It's because I've been looking for you. And I'm like, damn. And then it just went from that to like a thousand, you know, and we we felt so connected. Our song was um, a thousand 10,000 years. Yeah. Um, like, because it's like we knew we knew each other forever. We knew we found each other. And it was like, it was beautiful. But the triggers were so strong in a sense of us mirroring each other. And we were growing and we were learning but then eventually something happens and what happens is in a twin flame journey like let me just tell you what a twin flame is before i even like continue yeah, with like this. like what's your definition um this is not my i'm gonna tell you my definition after the story but like so it says most people say that twin flames are considered to be one soul split into two while soulmates are two souls that share a profound connection well Yo, I'm here to tell you that's a false description. False description. I just spat all over the mic.
1: She's bashing it,
0: y'all. Because no one is here to complete you, and I believe we are all unified souls. I agree. So I think we put so much emphasis on this twin flame journey, and I see so many people saying, "I want my twin flame journey. I want. I want to meet my other half. I want to meet. You know, y'all. It's not." it's not roses and gardens and rainbows. It's, it's a lot of fucking work because you are being faced with your mirror and that's what it is. It's, it's a mirror, a mirror of what? A mirror of your own flaws that you need to heal. Because in the end, this journey is about being whole. That's what it's about. Period. It's about being whole. A relationship, a divine counterpart is about growth. It's about learning. It's about sharing. It's about Mm. being in union, but a relationship should not make you feel any other way. And I know that our energy is because we're both so em- empathic, like it was strong. It was hard to be in the same room when we were both in our egos. It was very mm-hmm. difficult. But I think the, the the blessing of a twin flame journey is the separation. Because the separation is when your heart breaks so profoundly and in and, and so many pieces that you end up, facing your own self in the mirror and healing yourself and feeling whole like it's almost like he was the catalyst to my wholeness yeah so the twin flame really is the catalyst to finding your true self i feel yeah you know and so it's like so many people have different descriptions of what that looks like and people ask like do you think you know after separation you come back into union a lot of people say that when twins separate you each have the time to heal and be whole and then eventually you come back together into union and there's a chaser and a runner Mm -hmm. and usually the chaser is the person that is healed a little bit more who's trying to like you know bring back that union and then the runner is like no I'm too scared. I'm in my fear, and I was the chaser for so long, yeah. that now I'm the runner. But the question is, will I accept him if he's whole, mm. if he returns? And the answer is no, mm. because I feel like the contract is done.
1: Yeah, it's very hard to heal from the person that, to heal with the person that wounded you. Yeah. Like, if, you know what I mean? Like, let's say someone wounds you, mm-hmm. and then you go your separate ways, and you heal there's still a period of healing and if you were to accept to re-sign the contract. Yeah. And there's still, even though the wound, you have healed it by yourself, it almost opens again. And now to re-heal that wound with the person that caused it can be really, really tough. Like, I've okay. seen people do this, um, divorcees who have then remarried again, you know, and it's like, I can't imagine... Unless, like, there's just some some flame that sparked that was never there before that gl- holds it, like, glued together. But, like, it's wild to me. I've never... And this isn't me, like, just, you know, bragging. It's just it's it's a fact that I've just never gone back to anybody in my life. And I can't imagine having to do that. It's just, it just... It seems so, so tough. You it know? is, but, like, we're
0: consciousness. So I don't look at him as the person anymore. Mm. I look at him as a beautiful magical experience that brought me to where i am today i don't have any more attachment to the human side of him because Mm. he was in his ego and i'll always have love for him and because we're spiritual beings there is a connection that will always be there like i remember when he would think of me i would get brain fog and vice versa. Like, that's how connected we were. Wow. If we we're in the room, we meditate together. We would go into a vortex. Like, my entire body yeah. went into a different dimension. Like, I can't even explain it to you. Like, wow. he opened up so much of my own senses that I didn't know wow. I had. And so, when that happens, when you have this twin flame journey, you're so close and so connected. And the safety of it all is so beautiful that it's very difficult to let go of that. Um physical relation yeah. and spiritual relationship yeah. and so i say will i ever take him back i can't really say no to be honest with you because he could come back in a different form he could come back as a different being in a sense but right now in my heart of heart i have nothing against him i just don't want that i feel like i've learned mm-hmm. what i needed to learn from that and yeah. I, I want something more Correct. but a lot
1: of people want their twin flames back like i know you know people in my life i don't even know though if i even have met my twin flame like if we're gonna go off terms and stuff i'm like i I, my whole life i've always been fascinated by learning about you know catalyst journeys and Mm -hmm. and all these like definitions but never once have i like really resonated with anything other than like a soulmate or a divine counterpart yeah like those things have meant things to me i've been with people who have you know I feel like I could be in a room with a thousand people and I could feel if they were there, that sort of thing. But it wasn't to a point where like I was ever feeling like a really strong mirror. If anything, I feel a mirror now in my current partnership, but it's not to a point where I'm like, it's ever unhealthy, you know? And to, to me, it feels more like a soulmate. Like, I don't feel like I've had like another necessarily like a another soul shared with this person you know what i mean it's more of like yeah i do feel still like my individual self in my own right my birthright and then there's a second party that's now you know what i mean versus like a twin flame where you feel like it's the other half of your soul i mean it's so romantic to like think about our souls merging maybe in the future Mm, at some point you know
0: (laughs) but you know what it's it's
1: it feels like home like yeah. it, that and that's what it felt like for me. It felt like I was, but then cold. I feel like though that the twin flame, especially like anybody, like you're saying, it's like it's a t- it's a tough journey and all that this stuff. I feel like takes away to some degree though from the divine counterpart journey too, because you are still going to feel a lot of those same sensations. You know, like yeah. it is going to feel like home. It is going to mirror you in some way. It is going to like make you like you said go into a vortex. But yeah. how do we define like? which one's which, you know, like, I just I, I've never resonated with that twin flame for that reason.
0: And I think that we can't really understand unless you've
1: been in it. Yeah, like, because I've been in
0: so many different relationships. This was very different. And mm-hmm. he was also very connected to my daughter spiritually, like they they it was like they knew each other, you know, and, and we had confirmation, like we've, right. we went to see people like there was confirmation of it. And we just knew it was just something we both knew. We just didn't like to talk about
1: it. I wonder what someone would say about me yeah i wonder mine
0: (laughs) well i mean you never know but you know intuitively if you are you know what i mean like and 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 everything everyone is different so i can only speak to my own experience and i think that's why it took me a whole year to finally let it go because there's a physical relationship you have with someone but then there's the spiritual connection the spiritual is very difficult because like my catalyst i have more of a spiritual relationship with him than i ever did physical like, I felt him. I knew if he was sad, if he was happy. So that, I thought he was my twin because yeah. it was so strong. But usually a twin, um, sorry, a catalyst, it, it doesn't go anywhere. Like, it never works out. Something, yeah. something is off put with so it. Then you I know definitely I mean? had a catalyst. Yeah. So you have you a, know. but then when you meet your twin, like, everything works out. It just doesn't progress. Out. Yeah. But the twin, everything works out. What happens is, is that eventually one person chooses fear. And the other continues to choose love. I have to say I chose love most of the time. But there's only so much you can choose love when someone's in fear all the time. And then you got to choose self-love because you're like, okay, I can't deal with this anymore. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. And, you know, I don't. All I know is that the person that I met was very different than the person that left. And I don't know if it was my light that sustained it. I don't know if. It was really his light. Like, I, I still don't know. Right. But what I do know is that he was the catalyst to allow me to truly find myself. Mm. And for that, I'll forever be grateful. Yep. And, and that's all I can say. Like, I just feel like we should all not put so much emphasis on someone else
1: healing us. You know? What you said is so beautiful. I remember going to a psychic fair um however long ago it was and claudia if you're listening shout out to you girl but she was um all about star seeds, and so i was like drawn to her booth because i've never seen anyone go to a psychic fair and like actually like promote starseed readings yeah and i sat with her and we were talking and i remember her saying something along the lines of like <laughs> talking about like sex right and she was saying you know you've 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 been celibate and i was like I felt so perceived I was like how did you know that mm. and she was like um you gotta thank the person yeah. who was the catalyst who making you go inward like that yeah and I was like just so blown away because she was calling me out for like the work that I was doing which was great but like I didn't realize that that's why I was doing the work it's mm-hmm. because I had a catalyst prior because the connection was just so intense that it like it was unhealthy, like it was yeah. so toxic, and it like numbed me to some degree. Yeah, we've talked about this in previous episodes where, like, you can have um, you, you can have intimacy with somebody, which what does intimacy mean? Into me, I see, mm-hmm. and so you're exchanging energy, whether you like it or not, and that energy exchange based on what they're kind of giving, and you may be giving light, they may be giving darkness, yep. and if you are holding on to that darkness for too long you, you can get sick over time yep so that's what was happening to me yes and it but what it did is show me how serious intimacy can be yeah how i shouldn't just be kind of giving that to anybody and and it's it's not that that i was necessarily it's just that like that was a form of me like loving somebody yeah and I just need to be a little bit more discerning with that in my life and also, like, cleanse myself in that way. Like, because mm. I had been, like, getting so many energy attacks that maybe I, I, I never had realized. Yeah. But that moment where she said that to me, like, you got you have to thank that person because mm. they were the catalyst to teaching you that. Yeah. It was like, wow. And then that's where I finally, I think, leaned into gratitude during that journey of my um, my life, my years I love that for you. I think, like,
0: the difference between the catalyst that hurt me so much to, like almost break myself open to i guess like trying again like it was very different the twin for me was i've never been so loved the way i was loved by this person it was the first time i got to experience other than my own daughter true love like love to a point where when he saw me he loved my inner child he saw he saw he loved my essence my soul i could be my true self with him so Mm. i got to experience this feeling that i didn't have before and because of that because i got to experience i got to learn how to love me because someone's someone mirrored it back to me Mm. because someone mirrored it to me now i can mirror it to myself so that's where I think it's a little different with the twin, because the love is so strong, it's so powerful, so magical, not toxic, that it becomes pure. But what happens is, is that we have our own karmic stuff that we had to deal with on our own, and it was just, it, it was not, um, it just kept like, what's that word? Colliding. Yeah, like, and clashing. Mm. And what happened was his inner child stuff was too strong for my inner child stuff, and our egos were not able you're to, missing each other yeah and we weren't able to grow that way and what happened was i was choosing to elevate whereas he was choosing fear and we were separating
1: further and further, further, and, further and further away
0: further. and we know that when we're in our ego we don't want to see love and light yeah we're like fuck your love and light like i want to be down in this darkness i don't want you telling me how good things are they're not good So I don't believe you. And so when he constantly that energy is going on and on and on, on, how are you supposed to handle that? Like you can only give so much. And the personality changed. And so I had to think like, I think sometimes in the past I victimized myself. Like what did I do wrong? Or what's wrong with me? Why can't anybody love me? Why can't people see their light for themselves for me? And these were really not good questions to ask, Mm -hmm. right? But you do that when you're in the sense of, unworthiness and doubt and fear and victim and the the heartbreak it took a long time I victimized myself for a very long time because it was the one person in my life I actually truly loved and felt safe with Mm. but that is the catalyst of the twin flame journey it's like you felt the love so much and now you know what that feels like but you have to learn it with yourself yeah You know, and now you had an opportunity to be on your own for a year and learn about who you are, which is a beautiful thing because not not a lot of people get to do that, especially at a young age. So you got to learn that. And like one of the things here, so it says one of the central beliefs about twin flames is that they allow us to resolve any issues or insecurities we may have. So in in essence, the individual comes into your life to ignite a process of discovery within yourself. So while likely not as potent as a soulmate play in a similar role, these individuals usually come into our lives to teach us painful lessons. Like that is basically what a twin flame is, you know, and keep in mind, men, like, oh my God, everybody I know that goes through a twin flame journey. When I met my twin, my entire uterus exploded and then I had, <laughs> you no, know, no, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not in a sexual way. Like, I no, was I mean. hospitalized. I had uh, like a, a mass that had to be operated on. My sister went through the same thing. Her she had a huge explosion. She had to go get surgery when she met her oh twin. Oh my god! And then and then um, after that, COVID hit. So then we we're stuck together in a little like we need like God didn't give us a fucking chance. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like i'm telling you it's like so true, we literally though. got hit with my illness then after my illness which lasted two years COVID hits stuck in a two-bedroom apartment no no windows nothing with my daughter and a dog like got through it moved to a house thinking yes we're free but then the fear came and life just switched. I felt like, oh my god, we made, th- like, we got through it. Th- that must, yeah. I could you know, see how you
1: would think that was the, the fucking that the tough was like of it. that
0: was the tough. And then now we have everything we ever wanted and manifested together, and it's not working. And you're like, what just happened?
1: Yeah, if this is not working, then what more could we possibly? What more can do? we
0: possibly do? And we tried, but but the thing is, like, I personally am so grateful for the separation. And I think people who are going through their twin flames journey right now. I know that like during separation, it feels like death. It feels like you'll never get out of it, that you miss the person so much. You want them so badly. But if you go back to like where we started with heartbreak and all the attachment, codependency, the victimization, depression, anxiety, this is the opportunity to heal all of that, you know, and it's so important because now with Chelsea, for example, like you're consciously dating. You're in union because it's a conscious union, Mm -hmm. whereas it's not a fearful union or a a union based upon needs that you needed to be met.
1: Yeah, we're not dependent on each other. Which is really beautiful. So that like it inspires us to
0: shift from an old dating and and relationship paradigm of matching and seeking love to discovering and becoming love ourselves. So then we're encouraged to reflect and write while we date date while we reflect and write and arrive at dating the greater intention of self-love you know how you said intimacy into me i see i found mm-hmm. a really cute one love l-o-v-e living on valued energy yes Yep. and that's like Heard that so the thing is when you do the work and when you're hit with the separation or the catalyst you then realize mm, i'm worthy of positive energy i don't I know what red flags are. I can observe now. I am awareness itself. So you'll see the flags coming to you before it even comes. Yep. And you are so fully centered in your divine power that your worth is so expensive that you're not even going to allow that bullshit anymore.
1: Absolutely. I think something good to... Um Rephrase is you posted something on our Instagram today about the wounded masculine, yes, feminine. Like, I think this also plays a role in terms of like being able to because people will project themselves whether they're trying to be sneaky or not. So, <laughs> if we can look for these things in people, I think this can also be like a distinguishing factor of like red flags and green flags. So, if someone's in their wounded masculine, that will look like they have some sort of attachment to success, mm-hmm. and you can obviously for yourself. Um, use education of your mind to know what attachment would look like like for example I'll never forget I had um a ex-catalyst who would talk about like percentages of like hierarchy in in his world of business and like just would always just talk about things in a way that didn't feel good yeah and I would never say things about myself even though I own a business like I don't feel the need to talk in conversation about like my hierarchy yeah that makes sense so like attachment to that like that's a sign of attachment like you feel um validated Validated by your success exactly whereas like if you know that you're just consciousness none of that matters
0: absolutely
1: okay fear failure need to be right Mm. aggressive Mm. cold and distant so instead of just like actually um, resolving things or or like I had uh, an ex would w- withhold things from me oh like withhold sex withhold um, like block mm-hmm. me certain times until like hold sex. Shame on him! Literally, the worst of all. Of the them, like, worst just of so all Shame on him. Shame on you, darling. I hope you've learned your lesson. <laughs> you will be punished. With no, the karma for you is large. Let me tell you. I talked to God. He said, "Uh
0: uh-uh. said, "Uh
1: uh-uh, honey." Uh uh-uh, honey. <laughs> Critical and judgmental, Mm. selfish, Mm. stuck in the mind, not in touch with emotions. A great way of checking if someone's in touch with their emotions or not it's just asking questions i've learned that over the years of like instead of making assumptions cuz a lot of people who are in their wounded masculine will just get defensive and react ask questions and if they can't answer those questions they're not in tune with their emotions because i know that even when i'm with you a lot of the time yeah. at any point ask me in my day how i'm feeling about xyz i can answer it cuz i am self aware and i've been on a broken record in my head You know, even though I'm doing mundane tasks and whatnot, I'm still in consciousness. I'm still in my self-awareness and like attuned with my chakras that at any point I could give you an answer as to how I'm feeling or I could at least say like, let me get back to you. Mm -hmm. But that's a great um, method to use. And then the last one would be like, I just mentioned it, defending himself and attacking. So kind of deflection from actually answering, you know, their emotions. A wounded feminine looks like looking for external validation, Mm -hmm. being insecure, manipulative stuck in victimhood excessively attached desperate for love mm. sacrificing herself overshares her emotions and has no boundaries and then the healthy masculine and feminine which could be possible green flags as to directions to go in for possible um counterparts or soulmates healthy masculine present without being distracted that that is so powerful when i mm. read that present without being distracted Mm -hmm. i had an ex once who would always be on his phone yeah and like i just i think it's like the most it's just so rude especially when like that's a quality time that you're supposed to have with one another and he couldn't see why that was yeah in in no matter what which or which way i tried to um this relay or display like how that could be you know hurtful like couldn't get it yeah um not non-judgmental committed and powerful Mm -hmm. deep integrity and humbleness focus and discipline supportive and encouraging grounded and of service honest logical and accountable Mm -hmm. healthy feminine strong and has boundaries loving and supportive vulnerable compassionate and authentic receptive and confident in her body intuitive and creative asks for what she needs, Mm -hmm. enjoying the process of creation, and able to relate to others by listening, sharing, and creating a community.
0: I love all of that. I used to be such a wounded feminine. My God, I think everything you brought up, I was like, that was me. Mm -hmm. That was all me. And then now I definitely am not a wounded feminine. But it's beautiful to see the, the masculine and the feminine energy. And the question to me is, for everybody, and it's for yourself, really, your man's on the phone all the time the wounded feminine will allow him to be on his phone all the time without speaking up
1: that's you know you so funny you said that when i was reading the healed feminine the only thing that stood out for me that maybe i still need to work on is asking for what she needs exactly i have gotten better over the years but i think back then with that specific person who was on their phone a lot i did bring it up but it took me a while.
0: That's fine. But you were in your wounded fem- feminine. Yeah. And that's okay. But now we're, we're able to like shine this light right now. But if I
1: were to, if that were to happen again, I'd be able to like. But yeah, that's it. It's like it when we do
0: get the attachment, because everybody in a relationship, there will be a certain point where there is some type of attachment. Yeah. Because love is sometimes toxic, or sometimes we hold on to this feeling that's so powerful that we don't want to let it go, and fear creeps in. Like this is natural for relationships but the question is how much will you allow someone to disrespect you and that's and vice versa like men and women masculine and feminine energy and when i was hearing the the negative side i was thinking well what person is allowing it because then that means they're both mirroring each other because they're allowing that disrespect how strong are we to say no Mm. Like how, how much work have we done? And I don't know because the truth is I'm just starting this. I'm like, I'm starting to do conscious dating. So I'm going to see my own lessons and I'm going to see how strong I am in that. But it is okay to say no. And I think we put so much um, focus and energy on a union and we allow the other person to hold so much against us or for us that we lose ourselves. Yeah. And Beyonce has a song. It's called Runnin. If I lose myself, I lose it all. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of the song. And when I heard that again, I was like, "It's so true. We lose ourselves in relationships. And when you look at a conscious relationship, which I feel like you're in, you don't lose yourself because you have, you have your schedule, your routine. And when you guys collide and you unite, you, you unite. It's like it's this beautiful flow without that desperation or that feeling of mm-hmm. yearning. And, and so, safety. It's safety, but safety in yourself. Like knowing your worth and your truth. Because, but you,
1: because you're also with someone who knows the same. Exactly. That's how safety is created between a bond yes. of two people.
0: So like conscious dating. So a conscious relationship, which is what I... subscribe to. I don't care for the other titles. Mm. So conscious dating or relationship is a romantic relationship in which both partners feel committed to a sense of purpose and that purpose is growth. Individual growth, shared growth as a couple, collective growth that makes the world a better place, period. That is not only conscious relationships, that should be soulmate relationships, Mm. soulships, period. I'm going to say soulships, period. And I think that when you have been pained so deeply in the heat of it. You won't see it, but later you'll be like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you to the person who allowed me to get to this place. Cause that is the catalyst. So I think me, I'm going to replace twin flame soulmate catalyst karmic to catalyst.
1: And I agree. Cause it just, yeah, that's it.
0: Catalyst and conscious dating
1: or, husband
0: like i almost see like i don't even because i've been married and i i know how beautiful it feels to say my husband he's my husband i'm his wife i just can't wait to say it's my best friend oh you know what i mean
1: yeah like, my that's partner. my best friend. i used to wonder why people would call their partner like i used to think it was a term um for people who did, maybe didn't want to come out right and say that they weren't straight yes that but, used to be that way yeah and so but and and then my my friend said it once and I'm like wait what and then I started yeah. like really just like asking myself like that does sound nice and I guess you know, my friend had related to me like, oh, I say it because like that is lit- literally my life yeah. partner. And that's what I Like we are partners, yeah. we're in a partnership. And i like, yeah. I actually really think that's beautiful. It
0: is because it is a partner. Like you are partners. Like for me, I couldn't say boyfriend at 40 years old. That's my boyfriend. Like I just couldn't do it. Oh, I'll it say just it sounded... all day, every day. Yeah, but yeah, when, when you get to 41 <laughs> and I'm I know. sitting in my retirement home, like you. <laughs> I ain't putting you in no home. <laughs> You're <laughs> so cute. Carter, just you and me, baby. But no, but, what I'm saying is like, it does feel right to say my partner, my best friend, my love, my yeah. you know, um, and and there's no terms like for me personally. This is what I look at. I feel like I've had my catalyst. I don't think I'll ever have one again. I really don't. I don't think you yeah. Will either. I don't think so. I think, I think that you come
1: too far to only come this far. Ex-
0: exactly. Like I don't think that will ever happen. There will be lessons. There will be people yeah. coming in to. Teach me beautiful lessons about what I need. But it'll be fleeting. Oh, yeah. Like, but it will never be this experience again. And I have to say, like, Mother's Mother's Day just passed. And I received the most beautiful affirmation from my baby. Like, just the words of what she said to me showed me that I am not only in union with me, but I am in union with her. Mm -hmm. And that is the best love that I ever need really like it's myself and her anybody that else comes in it's really a compliment i mean do i crave you know a relationship yes do i crave passion and
1: And, and you're not wrong though because we're wired for connection as we determined. are
0: it, we are but i'm learning
1: that that's not the only thing that's important yes. before
0: that's all that was important to me
1: right there's more connection that's available as there well there is
0: more but it's like I think the thing that I'm missing, which I'm learning because I have my friends now, my my tribe, when something good happens, I wish I had a partner to share it with.
1: Okay. You know what's so crazy? So Divine's Purpose, Mishy. Yes. When I had a reading with her, I was, you know, at that time um, kind of trying to expand my business and I was going through a lot and that's why I booked a reading with her and... and she was like trying to pull something out of me and I wasn't saying it and I finally just came out and said it I was like I just hate that I am going through this alone yeah and she was trying to explain to me that I wasn't alone and yeah. that there, there's a higher power and all this this, this stuff and I was like no I, I I get that that's all great but like I'm literally physically yeah. like alone like I have right. to like go to bed alone and like yes. wake up alone yes. and like yes. like the intensity of that time of my life was a lot and it just sucked that I had no support and like someone to like uplift me because there's times like especially we do this for each other like when you're low you know you yeah i try to raise you and vice versa so it's like i get i get that wholeheartedly and i think you're not wrong for feeling that i think that's such a common human nature thing because it's like it's the support
0: it's but it's a different thing when it's with your friends and yeah that's that's what i'm
1: saying yeah like Like, i had friends family support i didn't i didn't have like yeah i didn't have that like
0: Yeah, just not the same. Sidekick. And you know know. what? Because I've had it, I think there's always a feeling of loss because you want to share it. But I'm starting, like yesterday, I was at dance class and I did. So I joined a dance class, y'all. And I have to tell you, like being a single mom full time, I've never been able to experience that because to go on to do something for myself. And yesterday, I was so proud of myself and I was in the car and I was like, I just wish I could call someone like I could call my sister Michelle, but I'm like, I just wish I could be like, oh my God, I'm so proud of myself. You had to see me like just, but what I'm realizing in that moment when I was feeling that way, I just said it out loud to
1: myself. Good. I talked to myself. You know what I I mean? I was like, I'm so proud of you, girl. You did such a
0: good job today. Yes. And I think that this is teaching me that when I do meet my divine counterpart or my conscious partner, I won't need him as much.
1: Chang, chang, chang. You know what I mean? Wow. Just I'm just like in presence. awe of you right now. Like, who is so this? So no, literally, who is No, it? but
0: just like, I feel like I'll just value his presence, but I won't need to constantly tell him everything that's happening with me. Yep. And, and I think this is
1: what a catalyst is all about. And if anything, you're going to start off by not. And yeah. then, like, that's how I started off. Only now are we like really sharing stuff with each other.
0: Because you had to feel safe, right? Yeah. And safety is so important. And,
1: and we're both very independent, I think, yeah. as it stands already. I so. love it. It's such yeah. a
0: beautiful, non-attached relationship. You mm-hmm. know, like, it's just, it's a flow. Like, you never know what's going to happen. It's always, like, in the moment. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I think every relationship should look like, in a sense. And, yeah, each, each time you guys experience something, there's growth. Yeah. You know, and that's what relationships should feel like. And so, really, do we need the twin in our life? That's the question.
1: Maybe need you found, is a strong word.
0: Yeah, but maybe you didn't need a twin to find you. Maybe you found you on your
1: own. Oh, that I think for sure.
0: That's what I'm saying. So I think sometimes a twin comes in because you... Like like you
1: said, the word compliment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know? totally. I think that's exactly what it is because the journey I went through was like, you know, and I was listening to a podcast the other day. They were talking about uh, ayahuasca and uh well not specifically but the person was just talking about essentially that journey of like you are going through your own deep shit yes and the modalities at which you can do it and the person said some people smoke herbs some people do ayahuasca some people just sit with themselves and meditate over and over some people journal and i'm like there's different i think avenues for everybody and i was it was just so nice to hear that from someone who was like a guru and it was like i think especially in the spiritual community like I don't know about you but I feel like pressure sometimes like go do an ayahuasca experience like oh like you will not be ascended fully until because all ayahuasca does all it does honestly guys (laughs) is just speed up the process because you're seeing so much at once and feeling so much at once but you can still do that through other means and I feel like that year that's well it was longer than that but that time that time that I had with myself essentially I went through so much of the underlying darkness of my soul that was just kind of lingering there. And I dressed it all. Yeah. And to move all of that out of your body by yourself, Absolutely. like feels like, so powerful. Round of applause. And no one can take that away from you no. after the fact. Because you do the work. Yeah. You
0: can't fast. You can't speed up your ascension. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's no way. Like you can. The thing is, the way the mind works is that you take it in doses. You can't open up your mind in a in a fast pace. We can't. We're humans. I mean,
1: you physically can with ayahuasca, but you it's just. You can't. But what's going to happen can, after? Exactly. What are
0: you? What's going to happen after when your mind was not prepared for that Some and people, you saw yeah. things you weren't meant to exactly. see? Exactly. You're actually going, you're going to go into depression, and a lot of people probably commit suicide after that. It's too much to handle.
1: As a human, as a yeah. soul, fuck yeah. Sure, that's, as a soul, you can. That's what the ether's for.
0: But you were human, so yeah. it's like it, unless you're in your remembrance completely, mm-hmm. you're it's it's actually going to, it's going to give you major effects. Like if you've done the work where you are ready in your awakening and you're taking it to open yourself up more and you've done it the yeah. right way,
1: absolutely. It like I know some people attention. who like microdose on mushrooms. Yeah, things sure. like That, that are cool. like, yeah.
0: But I'm just like you. I felt like I needed to do it raw and dirty. I needed to do it without substance. I needed to really feel the pain. Yeah. And we're both here to tell you all that we've done it like through you know the the true way of feeling and practicing and doing mm-hmm. and it's not easy like i believe that just like we were taught to take a shower and brush our teeth we need to teach ourselves to meditate to do affirmations yes. to do positive thinking and if you do that every day your entire vibration changes like the person i am today is absolutely a different person than i was last year yeah and like i feel like i am on heaven like in heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. Like nothing affects me the way it used to. so
1: true, babe. I've noticed it. Thank you. Yeah, but it just, it's just, it's it's
0: such a freeing feeling. And when you're in the pain, you have a choice. Do mm-hmm. you want to repeat the cycle over and over? Or do you actually want to heal? Healing is the hardest thing you could ever do. Yeah. It really is. Like it is actually the the hardest.
1: People think essentially That's why people like, stay stuck. Because it's a lot easier to just stay where yeah. they are.
0: And it's, it's it's a lonely journey, but I'm telling you, and we both can tell you, your friendships change, your family changes, your body changes, like everything around you changes for the positive. Yeah. So I think like to, to sum this whole thing up, and I know maybe some of you came on to think, oh, we're really going to explain what Twin Flames are and Catalysts and, you know, Soulmates, and we're going to have a dive deep in homework. Like, I don't personally agree with these titles because I feel like we are and I say this all the time, are the co-creators of our own destiny. Only we can choose what is going to come next in our future. Yes. And so to me, I am in union with self. I am my own flame. I am my own catalyst. I am my own soulmate. And we are all whole and we are one.
1: Period. Period. Oh my God, I love that. I have nothing more to say. What she said. (laughs) What she said. So what do we this have? This is to why say? we were meant to do a podcast together because <laughs> I resonate. Could you imagine if we disagreed on everything?
0: Well, we wouldn't have been able to do it.
1: Exactly, but that's the that's the point. <laughs> that that's what, that's funny. what that's what I mean.
0: That'd be amazing. That'd like, be
1: ego against ego for the whole hour. It would just be like lawyers. It would sound like it's like some <laughs> we come with receipts house
0: facts and witnesses. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it'd be trials. It'd be like not episodes. It'd be trials oh my god all right i am pulling from the starseed oracle deck by rebecca campbell Ooh, i
0: can't wait to see what comes out of this Ooh,
1: one we got oh i haven't gotten this card in a hot Ooh. minute you're not for everyone embrace your weirdness face your true north why are you laughing why am i laughing why are you laughing that is like the exact card that should have been picked like
0: first of all i've never i have not
1: to see it it's been a minute since i've what
0: you're not for everyone embrace your weirdness face your true joy. i thought we were
1: going to get karmic relationships page 84
0: and this person is by herself like i need a light on this thing by herself with the wind on her cape Opening her arms and being like, yo, I am my own twin flame Before,
1: bitch. so I just got to download before <laughs> I read it, period. And
0: Carter's
1: opening up his legs for me now. <laughs> slut. Before I read the card, I feel like what's um coming to me right now, and I may be a little foggy because I'm a little uh, burnt out today, but not for everyone. It's kind of like in order to really embody that journey that we were just speaking on of kind of like creating wholeness and cultivating that wholeness within yourself and just doing the work um, and going inwards alone to then get to those you know next steps of other people who are whole kind of becoming attracted in your orbit it takes a lot of courage to acknowledge just your authentic self and i think that is what's about to come through on this card is like we've just talked and dived deep on like all these different you know terms and definitions and topics but at the end of the, the day it's all about just like figuring out who are you mm-hmm. who are you like like ask yourself that question who are you without your job who are you without the things that you possess who are you without the things that you do for people even like just keep going and then see wh- where you finally land because I think a lot of times we we attach ourselves even to people places and things um, and then that kind of disrupts our ability to really feel that wholeness that we were speaking on earlier and part of it's just the fact that you may not be for everyone and that's okay i think oneness is understanding that at some point we're all connected but it's okay to not resonate with everybody while we're in a human form so uh it says embrace your weirdness and face your true north the world is filled with people who no matter what just won't like you but it's also filled with those who will love you fiercely They are your people. You're not for everyone and that's okay. Talk to the people who can hear you. Don't waste your precious time and gifts trying to convince others of your value. They won't ever want what you're selling. And don't try to convince them to walk alongside you. You'll be wasting both your time and theirs and will likely inflict unnecessary wounds that will take precious time to heal. You're not for them and they're not for you. Politely wave them on and continue on your way. Sharing your path with someone is a sacred gift. Don't cheapen it by rolling yours in the wrong direction. Keep facing your true north. Pulling this card means you're being called to embrace your uniqueness, to your own weirdness, to let the world see who you really are, to reveal your multifaceted, multidimensional nature, not to dim your light according to who is in your presence. To own all parts of yourself so that your people, the ones who are the same kind of weird as you, can recognize you when your paths cross. The Starseed Soul Inquiry for this card is, how can you embrace your weirdness and not care so much what other people think?
0: Mm. Amen, sister. Honestly, anybody that is in union right now and feel any kind of way rather than being whole, weird, and unique... And you can't be that way with that partner. That partner is not for you. Yeah. And we are all worthy of love, but we're mostly worthy of self-love. And until you face that mirror and you allow yourself to be weird, you allow yourself to be whole, you allow yourself to just be who you are, then you're going to be open and ready for union.
1: I love it. Amen.
0: Amen, sister. Do you want to
1: do the, the outro? All right. Deep breath, everybody. Hand on your heart if you can. Only in my pain did I find my well. Only in my chaos did I learn to be still. Only in my fear did I find my might. Only in my darkness did I see my light
0: amen sister
1: see you sisters star seats later you, well the and, is really, he's at the and
0: we love you all and we can't wait to see you next time love you
1: bye, bye.